Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. In this special edition of the Real Trending Podcast, we're speaking to real estate leaders on what they're doing to minimize the impact of the coronavirus on their businesses. We'll talk about actions they're taking, lessons learned from 2008, and more. This is Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Real Trends. Today, we're speaking to Candace Adams, President and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, New England, New York, and Westchester Properties. Welcome, Candace. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining Real Trends. Um, I know things are busy for you right now, and so I'll kind of cut right to the chase. Tell me some of the business steps that you've taken immediately to lessen the impact on the company. So we are all working remotely, both uh, in our New York offices and our Connecticut and Rhode Island offices. Uh, in New York, we have um, we are considered non-essential, and so everyone is actually in lockdown. And so we've been able to um, allow all of them to work remotely. Connecticut, um, it's a little less strict, and we um, but we did what we did do is close our offices um, to all but one person per office. Um, we've made sure that we have um, significant online presence for all of our sellers and access to virtual showings for our buyers. Um, We're looking, obviously, at um, across the board what we're going to do to uh, have operational excellence and some efficiency with our P&L. Okay. Um, so have you, have you made any cuts overall yet or, or taken, you know, retooled your budget, um, you know, yeah. started saving cash, uh, any of those business steps? So what we've done is the, the, we have, you know, three buckets. Obviously, we have marketing, we have occupancy, and we have staff. And so we've tried to preserve our employees um, right now. We have offered them shorter hours if they'd like. Some of them have who are actually non-essential and who were receptionists or just couldn't work remotely from home. They are getting paid for two weeks, and then we'll, we'll look at it with them after that. Uh, we have taken a deep dive right away into our marketing budget, and we, uh, we're still one of those last companies who did print. Uh, we have eliminated all of our, our print advertising, and that will probably be forever. Um, and we are looking at streamlining our digital marketing as well. We've gotten rid of, you know, all of our sponsorships. You know, we just wipe those right out of our budget for the year, anything that we're doing outside of the norm. And we're really zeroing in on making sure that, as I said, our our virtual presence is significant. And we have actually um, got into partnership with some uh, companies that are providing us with video services. So we're increasing our spend there. And then lastly, we've contacted all of our landlords and we're asking them for some kind of relief. Okay. Okay. Yep. So tell me a little bit about that. You said that you're communicating to your agents. Um, Have you held any company-wide virtual meetings or uh, are you sending videos out? How does, what does that look like? 
Uh, we're doing every all in, all of the above. Uh, we're having uh, company-wide announcements. They're going through social. They're going via email. They're going via video. We have Zoom meetings. We have Zoom meetings with our management team weekly and sometimes more than weekly, depending on the need. Um, each one of our offices is doing the Zoom meetings as well and inviting me so I get an opportunity to go and see the, you know everyone in an individual office. We've not done a company-wide Zoom meeting at this point because we do have close to 2,000 agents. I'm not, just, I'm not sure how that would work out, but we definitely are looking at every single possible way of communicating across the board, both digitally, in person, on Zoom, and uh, via email and social. Okay. And obviously this is very, very different than the 2008 downturn, um, but there are things that you probably did during that time that allowed you to, you know, learn what will help you lead through a crisis. So tell me a little bit about that. What did you learn during that downturn that's actually helping you through the coronavirus um, crisis? Well, I think we learned in the 2008-9 that there, there, you know, there really weren't any sacred cows. We could go through our, our P&L and go line by line and, and pretty much eliminate whatever we felt we needed to eliminate, and, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't really that bad. Um, I will say, and, and um, if I look back, the one thing we did eliminate and we shouldn't have because we are actually in our offices then, we eliminated coffee and water, and I would never do that again because that was not well received. Um, but we're not in our offices now, and so we're looking at um, just every single line item, and we did that in 2008 and 2009. And one of the things that we were very successful in doing in, um, in those years was um, the uh, scaling back on our occupancy costs. And the landlords were, were really good. We worked with them, and, and we some of them just gave us strict uh, rate rent abatement, and, and some of those we, you know, extended the leases to give, uh, you know, another an extra year at the end or that we trued it up um, after a year of, of going on um, a, a small um, abatement from them. So we've learned a lot. We, we know that we can uh, eliminate, you know, low-hanging fruit, cleaning companies, supplies, copy machines, communications, marketing. Um, so it, it really wasn't as hard this time to, to pull that P&L out and do the line-by-line line and start crossing off, and we're just going to continue to do that. Okay, great. Um, you know, what advice do you have for other brokers who are, are struggling right now and concerned about the future um, with, the, with how long this may last? Well, my advice would be, you know, again, looking at those buckets and starting with um, occupancy, any, any lease that hasn't um, been signed, if you have any leases out or month-to-month -month office leases, I would consider closing. I think that's, that's an opportune time to do that. You can get back into the market um, when the time is right, but just relieve yourself of that, number one. Um, obviously, if you have a lease and you have terms and you have to work with that. Um, secondly, I really would look at your entire staff um, and, and employee count, and, and I'd, go, I, I'd go after that. I'd try, I'd try to really you know, make a change there. Um, one would be surprised if you're reaching out to your employees and asking them to volunteer to take fewer hours or time off or furloughed. Uh, many of them would step up to the plate, believe it or not, and offer to do that. Some might be ready to retire and choose to retire earlier. So there's opportunity there. Um, I think that we have to be fluid and nimble and be able to take each day at a time and, and look at where we 
um, are spending our money and opportunities to consolidate offices, consolidate management over offices, more than one office, consolidate administrative staff, and centralize um, as much as you can so you have fewer bodies doing it. Okay. And I know a couple of the brokers I've spoken with feel like there will be a lot of pent-up demand either to sell or, or to buy, um, and they're expecting you know, that to come forward once the crisis is, is you know, lessened. Do you feel the same way? I do think we're going to have pent-up demand, and I think if we um, have listings that are not coming on the market, we're going to have an inventory problem. So we are encouraging our sellers to continue with your, their plan of, of listing their property. And even though we're listing it virtually, we're getting it out there um, and, and having it ready to be shown, because when this thing ends, I think we're going to see a, a fabulous market. Okay. And I know uh, in Florida, the Florida realtors have, have um, put together an addendum for the coronavirus uh, for buyers. And do you have anything like that in any of your states right now? We do. We have addendums. Okay. We have our own addendums that we did for buyers. We've added it to our buyer rep agreements, and the, our states have done so as well. Okay. And finally, my last question is, let's just put the numbers aside and talk about what you're feeling right now. I think there's a massive amount of anxiety. We are going to be um, hosting um, a, a Zoom meeting with our, our management team, and then I'm going to encourage them with their agents as well, with the psychologists, to you know, try to get them through um, the, the mental anxiety of this because we just can't control it. And most of us, certainly um, who are entrepreneurial, are control freaks. And we, we, there's nothing we can do to control this, so we've got to put it in perspective. And it's very, very hard. It's very scary. You worry about your loved ones. You worry about your friends, your family. And we um, are in uh, the epicenter of this virus in New York and now in parts of Connecticut. And so um, we're experiencing things that we never dreamed would happen, and we're going to be fine. We'll come out of it. But right now, I think we have to be very careful to understand that emotions are running high and people need care, consideration, and patience. Yeah, great advice. Well, Candace, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with Real Trends today. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Tracy. Appreciate your time. And take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Yes, you too. Stay well.